Welcome to the Amazing People Podcast, where ordinary people from all walks of life do amazing things in life and business, with your host, Chip Dizard. Hey, welcome to this edition of the Amazing People Podcast. Usually, I have a uh, scripted thing to say and, you know, talking points, top 10, interview, something like that, but today... For this podcast, I just want to keep this unscripted. Well, before I even go into that, let's I want you to hear um, a new segment we're going to have on this podcast. It's by a friend of mine, Muta. From time to time, I'm going to be bringing some guest voices on the podcast, some people who I know, some people who are friends, some people who are inspirational to give a word. And um, I want you to listen to what he has to say. And I'll come back after the break and we will talk some more just about where um, about just a recent, just a recent event I had at, um, here in Baltimore, Maryland, creative missions. I'm, I'm feeling very, uh, you know, <laughs> retrospective or reflective, I guess. And I wanted to share my heart with you. Okay. So here's my friend Muta and I'll be back after he finishes. Hey guys, this is Muta Mwenya from MutaMwenya.com, a blog that is dedicated to unrelenting optimists who know that there is a big God who can use little us to accomplish big things for His glory. First of all, I would love to send a huge shout out to my friend Chip Desart for allowing me to team up with him on the Amazing People podcast. Chip is an amazing guy and uh, we've known each other for about six or seven years. Uh, he is an inspiration to me and honestly my personal go-to tech guru. Um, now, let me tell you a little bit about what to expect on these segments. On my blog, I write a lot about unrelenting optimism. In fact, my blog is titled Dropouts, Failures, and Unrelenting Optimists. I, I want to share with you lessons that I've learned or are learning by being an unrelenting optimist. In this first segment, I want to begin by defining what an unrelenting optimist is. An unrelenting optimist is someone who believes that they don't have to let their past or present mistakes or failures limit their future. Uh, the very people who have been interviewed on the Amazing People podcast are unrelenting optimists themselves. Many of them have faced uh, real challenges that could have caused them to give up on their goals, their dreams, um, but they've persevered, and I call that unrelenting optimism. I am one individual uh, who should have never made it. I'm a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school in the 10th grade. Technically, I had failed ninth grade, but for whatever reason, I was classified as a 10th grader. Uh, when I dropped out of high school, I had a 0, 0.00 GPA. Yes, I didn't even register on the GPA Richter scale, so to speak. Yes, you heard me correctly. 0, 0.00 GPA. I was not supposed to make it in life. But unrelenting optimism uh, started very early for me. At the age of 16 with no high school diploma, I decided I wasn't going to be in high school, so I might as well enroll into college. Despite the naysayers, I enrolled in college and even maintained a 3.0 GPA my first year. In fact, I graduated with a 3.7 GPA with honors. Now, 
I'm, I'm telling you these stories not to uh, tell you how awesome I am. I'm not. I'm a dropout. I've failed multiple times in my life and more times than I would even want to share. But over time, I've realized there are four foundational realities that will help you keep striving even when the fat lady has sung. Uh, these four realities make up the belief system of an unrelenting optimist. So, I want to share these four beliefs with you today. Number one, unrelenting optimists believe that they're destined for more. They have the audacity of hope. Uh, For me, I believe what Jesus said, that he came to give me life abundantly. So, I intend to realize that abundant life. Number two, unrelenting optimists don't settle for less even if less seems like more. I love this quote I heard some time back. Good is not good enough if better is possible. That's great. I have to say it again. Good is not good enough if better is possible. Okay, number three. Unrelenting optimists believe that it's not all about them. When we realize that our lives impact more than just ourselves, it gives us the drive to reach higher and and work harder. And number four, finally, uh, unrelenting optimists know that there is more to this life. This is one that is very personal to me. Most people can end it number three and find some semblance of peace but for me my greatest motivating factor is that I truly believe that when my life is over on this earth I can look forward to eternity in heaven with my Lord and Savior this is a huge thing that drives me so let's recap Um, to live as an unrelenting optimist a person who turns life's lemons into lemonade You have to believe you are destined for more. You have to refuse to settle for less. You have to realize, in the end, it's not really about you. And if you're a person of faith, realize that your decisions in this life have eternal implications. And you have something to look forward to. So why not make the best of this life now? Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter. I am Muta Muenya. Uh, That's I-A-M-M-U-T-A-M-W-E-N-Y-A. Or catch my latest post on my blog, MutaMuenya.com. Again, that's M-U-T-A-M-W-E-N-Y-A.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Catch you on the next segment. Hey, thank you, Muta, and remember to visit his website, and I will put uh, his website and his information in the show notes. So, again, today is, um, I'm recording this, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm this is the last week of May, right around uh, Memorial Day, after Memorial Day weekend, and I uh, just finished last week with Creative Missions. If you don't know what Creative Missions is, I need to go back a couple episodes, listen to episode 25. And I talked to one of the founders, Cleve Persinger, very good guy. And we talked about just the Creative Missions and what it means. And they came to my home city of Baltimore. And I have some blog posts 
um, scheduled and some other things I'm going to write for church mag and some other things, but I just wanted to just share my heart about what, what this meant. So let me just give you a little backstory. So how I got into this whole creative missions is a friend of mine, Joel Sam, uh, hat tip to Joel Sam Symbiata, put a link in the show notes for Joel as well. And uh, he sent me an email and actually, let me see if I even find it on my computer, but I, I know the email said, Hey Chip, this looks promising or interesting. And, uh, I know when he sent it, I was like, huh, what is it? So I was, I was fascinated by it. And, uh, I was one of those kind of people who I'm a creative, I'm a church creative. I, I've served media ministry. I, I serve many churches all the time. I kind of just fell into that. If you know my backstory, but, uh, a creative mission trip. We know when we think of mission trips, we think of Haiti, we think of, you know, Mozambique, or we think of uh, Africa or somewhere far where people are, are, are poor and, you know, never really a lot of times in our inner cities or in our rural areas or anything like that, and especially with creatives, because we are like, okay, we'll create all of the documentation, all the flyers, and then you all go on a mission trip or you'll go on a mission trip and you'll be, you know, like me, uh, taking pictures and videotaping everything. But this time it was to serve churches. And so let me just tell you a little backstory. Um, so after I got the email from Joel, I think I applied. And I'm, you know, this is unscripted, guys. So I'm up here typing on my computer so I can exactly get the correct story. I know it may not matter. But uh, let me just look for the email from Joel, Sam. And he sent it. Uh, let me see when he sent this email. Creative Missions. All right, Joel Sam Creative Missions. Let me see what's in my email. Um, this is an invite. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so March 21st. Okay, can't go. Okay, I got the invite on March 21st. I applied probably before then. I can't remember when I applied. So, um... But nevertheless, nevertheless, Joel sent me the email, a good friend of mine, and I'm looking at the email from Cleve, and uh, I am, I'm just amazed that how this thing happened and how God happened. So this is how God works, okay? So I get the invite, so then I bring Cleve on the podcast, and we talk, we have a good time. But he puts me on a team, unbeknownst to him, with a guy that is right down the street from my school that has a church and he's been looking to get into our school, Digital Harbor High School. And his name is uh uh Brad. <laughs> Brad O'Brien. And uh from North Carolina, relocated to Baltimore. And his church is Jesus Our Redeemer dot com. Jesus Our Redeemer. And we did work for him. So my schedule was as follows. So just give you a backstory again. I'm just 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 rambling here. But once you stay with me. I was in Seattle speaking for North Pacific Union of Seventh-day Adventists, their uh, regional convocation. Um, I had to speak for on media ministry, do some workshops. And that was Thursday through Sunday. And then I flew back on Sunday during the day. And then that evening, I met with the Creative Missions team. Uh, we were on group, group.me, so we didn't really... We just, I just asked where they were and I kind of met them. That's technology. Isn't that great? So, and then we went to a church member's house for, uh, 
It's called Stepping Stones, the administrator Johns Hopkins. So I kind of met them. So just think about this. I get off a plane at 5 o'clock. By 7 o'clock, I'm with four perfect strangers I've never met in life. Then I go to another stranger's house in Baltimore that I've never met in life. And I'm sitting there, and we're planning out creative things. Okay. (laughs) You talk about, like, go from 0 to 60 in, like, 20 seconds. You know how sometimes you have an introduction, you wait a week, you do some other stuff. So I go to 0 to 60. That's great. Then I go to work the next day. So I told Cleve and I told the team leader, his name is Chuck Scoggins, by the way. He's a great guy. I'll put a sh- link in the show notes to Chuck as well. Um, so I say, hey, guys, I got to work eight to three, but I can commit every day from Monday through Thursday that we're here from three to whenever, you know, usually 11 because I get like worn out because I got to be at work. But it was a blessing because this week at work wasn't really hard because we had testing. So I wasn't, I was just monitoring tests and had a lot of downtime. So it just worked out that way. So I got, get there on Monday, take me a five minute commute, get right to the church, get right to work, work with Laura, work with a guy, Tim. And, uh, oh, the person I worked with the most was probably, uh, I'm pronouncing the name right. Kaya. Oh my gosh. I should know this. Let me look at my phone. <laughs> And please forgive me if I'm wrong, but yes. And uh, just have a, I just have a brain freeze now. Kind, kinda, K-Y-N-A, more. She's a, a, a student over at University of uh, Denver Film, and this is her fourth trip. So I'm with veterans, and, you know, Laura is Cleve's sister-in-law, and, you know, just Chuck knows what he's doing, Tim knows what he's doing, so I'm kind of the rookie. They put me kind of with a dream team. So they had to put me with somebody to be part-time. It was a perfect team for me to go. They accepted it, and they, they rolled with it. They were just glad I was part of the team. So we did some videos with Brad. I, I did a lot of the rough cuts, uh, and as of the taping, you know, I was still doing some of the cuts. Um, but I, I mean, I'm going to write this in a blog post, but I was just – so blessed to see just a group of Christian creatives get together and do work. I mean, it sounds so cliche because a lot of times we live in silos and we work in silos. And I think if you're in a funk and if you're creative, and especially if you do creative work for the church, this is an opportunity that you don't want to pass up. Now there is cost involved and, you know, you go to creative missions website, you can find out, but I think that the value that you get is more. You know, a lot of times we go to conferences, we try to learn software, you know, we try to learn this, that, that. But I think that there's nothing better than practical, real hands-on experience with creativity. So one of my quotes I really I, I heard, and I don't know where I attribute it to, but creativity thrives under pressure. And you have pressure. I mean, the stats even show here, and it's on Church Marketing uh, Sucks uh, w- website, that there were 40 videos, seven or eight websites launched. Um, I mean, we don't even know about the letterhead, the logos, all of the designs that were done. But it's so much stuff that was done by so many creators from all across the country. I mean, I mean, I can't even remember all the names, but um, Evan, I know that, uh, Dubes, Nathan. I mean, it's just a lot of people. Andy, these guys and women, especially as well, are just doing great work. And I think that one of the big takeaways from this, oh, Monica and and Va, and and one of the big takeaways for this is that it's not 
what you do. It's how you do it. And then the, then how you are blessed by what you're doing, you know, because as designers, creatives, it's like, okay, I got to do this. How much do I charge? Or I got to do this. How much do I do? And that's great. And we all have to, you know, earn a living at a fair wage and totally understand that. But they could have even said that they're paying you money. I don't think many people would have taken it because you got so blessed by the pastors. Brad O'Brien just blessed us so much. So grateful. Um, I'm going to be in contact with him. Another church called Streetlight. One of my colleagues, I went downstairs to talk to him today. He gave me a good story about how this church helped him out. So God is working not only here in the Baltimore area, but all over and using creatives and, and people like me to move his work forward. And, you know, I usually don't come on this podcast talking a lot of religious stuff and cause I try to keep it in life and business, but this is where this podcast is going. And I'm just going to let it go. And, um, that way, and I totally understand if I lose subscribers or if I gain subscribers or whatever, but this is where I believe God is leading this podcast and myself and my ministry. Um, one of the songs that I want you to listen to before we go is, is, by Gung, Gunger called Beautiful Things and this is a song that inspired this podcast tonight and this really helped me out um, this week while I was doing the thing with Creative Missions and uh, I just want to thank you for listening again to my rambling and I'm apologizing but uh, I am so energized um, I'm looking forward to next year God willing if I can get there if I'm chosen but uh, I want to say a big thank you to the leadership. We call them cruise directors, Andy Cleave, and all of the awesome, awesome team leads. I don't know all of them, but my gosh, I, I'll be honored to serve with any of them. So we'll see you next time on this Amazing People podcast. Again, this uh, podcast is sponsored by a Digital Ministry Academy podcasting for pastors course is still up there. If you want to get a coupon code, I think that they're still valid. Just go to Digital Ministry Academy. Dot com. My name is Chip Desard, and here is a song that's playing in the background that I love, uh, Beautiful Things, and I'm going to let that ride out. Be blessed, and remember that you are amazing because God created you. All around, hope is spring.